back to Locked On Spurs right here on the Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, Spurs writer for Ken's Five in San Antonio, and I am glad to have you back. Hey, this episode of Locked On Spurs is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. Yeah. A big thanks to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. What are we doing today right here on Locked On Spurs? Well, we're going to have a fan episode. It's been a few days since we had one. So we're bringing back a familiar name. He's going to talk to us if the Spurs fan base are, are still having troubles, you know, cheering for their favorite team, Silver and Black. And while I have him on the line, I'm going to talk to him about tonight's game, Spurs Wolves. Due to the more, I am joined by Danny Sanders. Follow him on Twitter at Danny Sanders 80 Danny, welcome back to Lockdown Spurs. You know, before we started uh, talking, Danny, I, I revealed to you that I, that I depend a lot on those energy drinks. But you tell me you, you don't. Like, how do you maintain that energy, though? Hey, happy Thursday, Jeff. Um, yeah, so usually, like, I start the day off with a fairly strong coffee from a local uh, coffee uh, shop here in town. Uh, I yeah. won't disclose the name. Unless they want to somehow start to sponsor us, then I'd be all for yeah. maybe the team. Kick but, back uh, you a few bucks, I, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely right. Any any way to, to to get a buck here, uh. But no, I'll usually start off with a coffee and then like midday, uh. I just drink a lot of water. I try to drink at least six or yeah. seven bottles of water a day. But I mm-hmm. think I'm kind of like you. If if, if you're kind of like what you were saying before the, the the show started, um. I can I can nap. I um, mean, like oh, no yes. one's business. If you me give too. me like two or three minutes alone in a dark or even a lit up room. Um, I can knock out. I, I really can. So mm-hmm. I think a lot of people who have known me for a long time say I say I have the gift. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, that, that, that's my superpower is I can nap anywhere. <laughs> In fact, real quick, just let me tell you a story. Back whenever I was a teenager, I had braces. Uh, I didn't always have this million-dollar smile that everybody sees me, sees me with now. <laughs> but um, I actually fell asleep in the dentist's chair as they were affixing braces in my mouth. Um, I fell asleep, and I don't think wow. that that's ever been done before. At least by the the, the dentist I had, he uh, he was amazed <laughs> I was able to sleep with uh, with uh, my mouth wide open that way. So I'm I'm either just really just sleepy or very trusting. I don't know which one. <laughs> I'm I'm right there with you. I um few people know this, and I'll let you know, and everybody else listening in right now. I have I have ink. I have tattoos, and oh. I, I yeah I fell asleep during my second one, just knocked out. And the guy had to wake me up because he had to move my uh, arm up. It, but I was snoring. <laughs> and you know what it is? It's it's you know, a lot of people. Go, oh, were you you're afraid to get tattoos? And I was like, I mean, maybe initially, but after the 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 shock, that first stab, it kind of like your body goes into like numb mode. And um, but what it was, Danny, it was the hum, the hum of, of the device. It was yeah. that that that. And next thing I know, I'm out. I mean, out. I'm, I'm, I'm still I'm I'm still numb and in shock over here thinking that Jeff Jeff Garcia has tattoos all over his body. It's, no, uh, I no I don't uh, have tattoos I mean, all over my body. I, I have them. In I mean, very, I'm picturing uh, I'm picturing the Hispanic Birdman over here now. No, not even close. <laughs> I, yeah, not even close. I I have what they call the professional tattoos, like the well hidden. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, all yeah, right. but like. You know, if if I'm at the gym or something like that, and like, okay, time to you know, you know, take off the sweatshirt because it's getting too hot, then people be like, oh, okay, like they'll, they'll probably get that reaction. Um, but I mean, yeah, other than 
other than the fact that you're revealing the guns, I mean, they're they're actually just it's, it's more like re- revealing the uh, big the, the the big tire around my waist. That's that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's dive into this fan episode of Lockdown Spurs. Danny, you've been there, you've done that. You know how these work. You're going to be representing the entire fan base as well, sprinkling in your personal thoughts. So the Spurs are well below 500. What are they like four four and ten? I believe is at this recording. So. Um, yeah, I, look, you know, it's, we're not trying to beat a dead horse here, but everybody shouldn't technically not be shocked that they're below 500, given their schedule and the state of the franchise and the, the roster. But eventually the L's start piling up with the with the, with the fans and getting on their nerves and the players. You can see some frustration. Remember Devin Vassell recently? You can tell he was frustrated. It's still just 14 games of the season, Danny, but our Spurs fans finding it hard to continually game in, game out, night in, night out to cheer for the Spurs. You know, I think we're kind of getting to that point in the season, even though we're only 14 games in, it feels like we've played at least 20 or 25 or 30 games already, honestly. And I I, I think a large part of that reason is that it's just been um, so disappointing. Um, It it really has. I, I think going into the season, and we've said it before, right? We we knew this team wasn't going to be a contender. We knew it probably wasn't going to be a playoff team. Although I did, I, I think I remember seeing a couple of posts out there saying, "Hey, we might be a fifth or sixth seed or whatever." But <laughs> we're not even sniffing the play-in tournament at this point. And it's it's a combination of that sense where it's like, you know what? Even though we had that expectation of, "Hey, we're not going to be a good team." I mean, surprise us a little bit, right? I mean, keep keep us on our toes, give us give us something to come back for, um, and we're not getting that right now. And I I think inconsistency does that, right? I mean, not not to go um, uh, love talk here, but I mean, it's like when you're courting a girl, right? You start talking and you kind of get into that rhythm of talking to him or her every day. But if one of if, if one of the other happens where they they kind of start getting a little bit inconsistent, and it's like, hey, you have that expectation that around this time that person usually texts you or DMs you, and that it's not coming, you get annoyed, you get aggravated, you get just like, hey, what what the hell, right? I mean, what what's going on? So I think that's kind of what's what's happening a little bit right now is that um, we have these glimpses, and especially like, I mean. DeJounte has really taken the mantle now uh, of being our best player, no questions asked. I mean, I, I, he, he's on the verge of almost averaging a triple-double now. I think, I think yeah. he's had like a, four of them uh, this mm-hmm. season. Uh, yeah. And, I mean, it's, it's been amazing. It's been incredible to watch him develop and grow over the years and become who he becomes. But it's also frustrating for him, and we kind of get frustrated for him because he's the only one out there really playing consistent and at a high level. Sure, Devin had 19 on Sunday against the Lakers. We kind of knew where that was going to go. I mean, right. it was nice having them kind of fight back a little bit, but I don't think anyone ever thought that they were in danger of winning, certainly not the Lakers. So it's to answer your question, is it hard to cheer for them? No. I mean, we're always going to cheer for them. It's always going to be go Spurs go. But I think there is a little bit of gnashing of teeth now as to, hey, what should we be doing? What should we look like right now? Why are we doing it this way? Why can't we be doing it another way? 
And I mean, it, it's that same argument that we've had over the last couple of years of, hey, um, a lot of us were saying that the vets are playing too much. Mm-hmm. Let's just blow it up. Let's let's let the young guys play. Well, now the young guys are playing and they're not necessarily winning. So we have a new, <laughs> we have a new uh, savior that we're counting on, and Josh Primo. And we're wondering, hey, why isn't Primo playing? We see all these other uh, team contending teams. I, I was mm-hmm. watching the Warriors last night. Warriors who have the best record in the league, and they're playing Jonathan Kuminga in quality minutes, uh, and he's he, he's he's balling out. They're really playing well, playing well on, on the defense and offensive side of of the ball. And I'm over here wondering, like, we're four and ten. Why can't we let our twelve right. our our twelfth pick go out there and get ten minutes, ten twelve minutes? So and, yeah, and, and, I think and that's, you... that's what we're having. Yeah, and you see the team struggling from the three line, uh, maybe not as often as it was last season, but you, you still see them this year. Well, why not bring it to Wieskamp? Might as well. I mean, that's why you targeted him, you know, to address yeah. the three-point shot. I mean, uh, Lonnie Walker had nothing but good things to say about him, calling him the Iowa sniper. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I think that that's getting to a point now where Spurs fans, in my opinion, and you correct me if I'm wrong, where – they they know it is what it is. You know, this is not going to be a title team, let alone a not even maybe a play in tournament team. So it's like, where are we going? It's it, last season. It was okay. Spurs, where are we going? You got a lot of these young guys sitting in the bench with these vets. What are we going? Okay. So they finally got rid of the vets. Okay. Great. Now we got the young guys youth movement. Here it is. And it's like, okay, we're doing it, but not completely. And that's where Primo and Wieskamp and who knows, maybe there's another gem with the Austin Spurs right now uh, they can call up. But uh, with with this team, though, picking up the L's, do you think Spurs fans, you know, are going to start getting, well, I mean, maybe I can already know the answer to this, are going to get sour on Popovich already saying, Pop, what's going on here? Why, Why are you still here? Or, hey, you know, why is all of a sudden Doug McDermott sitting on the bench in a tight game um, when you could probably get the W? I mean, it, it seems to me Pop's been kind of under the fire uh, with Spurs fans. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are turning to football as teams are back in the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online, your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest, open now at BetOnline. Head to the website, BetOnline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and get yourself a 100% welcome bonus. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. From football, basketball, boxing, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait. And take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Better line your online sportsbook experts use promo code Locked On. You know, it's funny because I think for the last probably four or five years, uh, maybe a little less, maybe a little longer, give or take. There's a love hate a love hate relationship with Pop. Overall, I love Pop. Right? I mean, Pop is Pop. We have so many good memories of him. We have, I mean, he, even back from the, how he started to become head coach of the Spurs, right? I mean, mm-hmm. Austin, Bob Hill, uh, kind of like in a, a fly-by-night deal, not really understanding, hey, I mean, he was 62-20 and 20 last year. Yeah, he made the Western Conference Finals, and now, I mean, 
he has he's down David and Sean and a couple of our key guys. I mean, give him give him a break. But no, Pop Pop came in and he kind of took over the reins and didn't really have a solid first season because the the, the Spurs were very injury riddled. But of course, if we know what that turned into. That turned into Tim Duncan. And all of a sudden, what ninety eight we see. Uh, I'm sorry, ninety nine we see that that Spurs team on the brink of possibly firing Pop because Spurs aren't really performing well. And we 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 win in Houston that one night and. The rest is history. We win our first title. So, I mean, we have all those good memories of Pop, but the last three or four years, we've really questioned his rotations. Like, you know what? Why why is Pop playing Rudy here? Why why is he infatuated with Bryn? Or why why can't he just, I mean, integrate the young guys? Why? I mean, <laughs> over and <laughs> over. I mean, even, even going back to that one series against OKC back in 2016, which I still think we should have won, had we made some adjustments, it's like, why can't he put, I mean, stick Boban out there. Sit, mm-hmm. sit David West, stick, stick, stick Boban in there. Cause him, cause him havoc, but he just never does it. And I, I think he really just sticks to his principles whenever it comes to bringing, I mean, dancing with the, the partner that, 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 that got him there. Right. And I think the last three or four years, it's really kind of soured on a certain level because, like, you know what? We all want Pop to get the record. I mean, at, at this rate, I don't know if he's going to get the record this year, right? But we all want him to get the record. But at the same end, it's like, you know what? Get the record and let's kind of just announce our retirement. And let's bring in some new blood. Let's bring in some new thinking, some outside-of-the-box thinking, because I think that it's a little bit tired at this point. At least I am, and I know there's a certain contingent of Spurs Twitter that, yeah, we're, we're kind of ready to see what's going to happen next, because I think that there's – Certainly some constraints and some habits that Pop brings along with him that, I mean, I think everybody loves him, right? Everybody in the NBA, from LeBron to KD to Draymond to Steph to Steve Kerr, you name all the superstars, they always love Pop. But you know what? I think I said this over the summer whenever we're talking about Team USA. They love Pop. They want to play for Pop to a level, to an extent. I mean, Mm -hmm. certainly for the Olympic event. But never to the point where they're like, you know what, I need to go to San Antonio because I need to play for the greatest coach of all time. It's never that way. It's never like, hey, he's our big draw. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's certainly one of those things where um, I don't think his credentials or his resume have been um, tainted yet. But, <laughs> I mean, this is going on probably what's going to be our third year missing the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So, we need to try something new. And he said that before also. It's like, you know what, if something's not working, let's try something new. Well, that what what might not be working might be pop. And, I again, I really hope that he just gets the record. And I think either way, he might really just be retiring at the end of the year anyway. So um, It's funny it's, it's funny you say that because in the, in the last game uh, versus uh, the Clippers uh, pregame, somebody asked him about why he's still coaching. And he talked about, you know, teaching – and he says the very key that sparked my eye to go like, huh, is where he said, just le- leaving these guys with a good foundation. I said, uh-huh, interesting you said that, Bob. Like, does that mean, like, you're just going to get them going in the maybe the right direction and then say, okay, you know, I did the best I can with these young guys. So, adios, San Antonio. It's been real. So, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, there's so many things right now that, you know, that, it maybe forced the Spurs fans to kind of like, oh, I got to root for this team. And I think the probably the biggest thing is, Danny, a lot of these fans right now 
grew up in an era of winning. And this is their first taste of seeing a, a Spurs rebuild. You've been through it. I definitely been through it. Um, you know, the first rebuild, you know, back uh, for me back in the ABA days. Um, but I think that's a big factor. What do you think? It is a big factor. And, you know, I mean, you think you think about the Spurs as an organization, their history. I think what we've, we've only missed the playoffs since, since we emerged from the from the ABA into the NBA. I think we've only missed the playoffs like five or six times, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. It hasn't been very much time. And that really is incredible. And if this was a franchise based in New York or Los Angeles or Chicago or another big market, I mean, that would be bandied all over the place. I mean, we'd, we'd, we'd always be hearing about it. It always be talked about. The Spurs are the gold standard. They hardly ever miss the playoffs. But it's not. And I mean, we, we, we know how that works. But, yeah, I mean, there was a period there, 22 years, where we didn't miss the playoffs. I mean, it, it, it the that existence of uh, that period of time could have graduated college or graduated high school and graduated college and been of drinking age at that, at, at that point. Mm-hmm. And now we don't have that anymore. And and, and a lot of these people um, are maybe a little bit too young to remember how it was back before the golden age, the, the golden era. Um, but I mean, th- think, thinking about it in comparison to other teams and other organizations we haven't had it that bad but i think also what's at play and i mean not to get too philosophical here um it's it's today's society right it's it's the culture it's this microwave uh uh, culture where it's like you know what i need gratification now i want to have success now i want to have uh winning now i i i i don't want to have to work too hard for it i i i want to be able to see results now, whether it be in weight loss or relationship or education or whatever, right? Whatever, mm-hmm. I mean, your career. And it kind of just spills over into our sports fandom where we see a team like this. I think I had this discussion with somebody last week on Twitter who, who thought that I was kind of whining a little bit. And it's like, no, I mean, I, I knew what, what we were in for. I, I, I said it whenever Kawhi happened. I mean, so I said, hey, I mean, he set this organization back seven to ten years. He really did. So, I mean, we're essentially in year two at this point because we didn't we didn't blow up, blow it up right away. But um, yeah, it, it's a situation where um, we are not used to losing, and we see it, we see all these other teams that are still thriving, right? We see the Warriors that are back, even though they missed the playoffs the last two years. I think it's safe to assume they're going to make the playoffs, and I mean, may 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 very well end up uh, carrying the Larry O'Brien at the very end. But it is. It's a frustrating time in, in the Spurs kingdom, but it is one of those things that you have to be patient, and we're not always very good at that, and that's including myself. I mean, um, I'm, I'm a very big pr- primo proponent as far as having them come back from Austin and play here. Other people are not so like, hey, they're like, hey, just be patient with it. Um, but it's always going to be that difference of opinion and being able to voice it on that platform that's going to cause gnashing of teeth and disagreements and name-calling and everything else. And that's where it's just, hey, I mean, it, it, you kind of have to understand, on the whole, the Spurs have been a wonderful organization. And they really have been in comparison to all the other teams across not only the NBA but the NFL and the MLB and hockey and soccer and whatever other sport you want to name. They've been the cream of the crop. They really have. And it's just Right now, whenever you're in the thick of it and 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 down 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 in the valley, you don't always see that. 
No, you're, you're Spurs fans are not going to see that. Uh, they're, you know, especially again, you know, the ones that grew up in the the, the dynasty era and you know leaked into the Kawhi era. So yeah, you know, that's part of it too. But you know, credit Spurs fans. You know, you put anything with silver. I mean, with a Fiesta colors on it, they'll buy it up. And you see them get more excited for Fiesta merchandise than you do for the actual product on the court. I mean, I'm pretty sure the Spurs don't mind that, as long as some revenue is coming in. But it's just such a weird season because this is, a, for the most part, majority of the Spurs fan base first time in a rebuild, first time seeing what a franchise goes through trying to get back to glory. Look at the Cavaliers; they went from LeBron James to not having them, bottoming out again. And then LeBron James coming back and getting a title. You see a theme here, uh, Danny? Megastar power. Teams need megastar power. And this current crop of kids on the roster are not megastars. You know, maybe DeJounte can continue going. I don't know. But is he megastar potential? I don't know about that. Danny, do you think with this season and likely to be um, one that's well below 500, that maybe Spurs fans will be cheering on L's simply for those ping pong balls to fall their way uh, this upcoming summer. I think it's already happening. You see, you see across um, the, the, the Twitter scape that, I mean, people are already saying, you know what, this is the best case scenario, right? We're, 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 we're getting better. We're improving. We're keeping the games close. We're not getting blown out all the time, but we're still losing. And, um, you know what, for those people that have that perspective to where it's like, you know what, they're, they're okay with losing because it's going to ultimately result in a lottery pick, more power to them because I, I can't get on board with that. It, it, it's hard because we've talked about it before. At the end of the day, whenever you complete, you, 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 you compete and you play sports, you compete to win. I mean, you play the game to win. And sure, I mean, that might be the long game of it is at the end of this, if we end up with a top three pick, then it, it was worth it, right? It was worth it, and um, we'll, we'll, we'll forget the loss against OKC last week, and we'll forget the loss against the Lakers and the Clippers and more than likely against the Wolves later on today. Um, but we'll, we'll forget all these losses because it'll result in a high draft pick with that promise of a new guy coming in and hopefully not playing for Austin, but playing for actually the Spurs, the, the, the big club. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you see it already. There's, there's people out there doing that and, and, and cheering for that. It's just really hard though, because it, I mean, yeah, with, despite the Fiesta jerseys and the colors coming back and the excitement of seeing DeJounte grow and possibly having Primo in the offing and Austin, I mean, you still want to have those results and wins at the end of the day, because you want to, you want to go out and you want to see your team win. Um, but yeah, I, I hearken this back to the, the, the last time we missed the playoffs before Tim. Um, I mean, that was a tough year. That was, that was a really tough year because we didn't know what was going to happen. And, and at that point, we didn't necessarily have the best chances of getting the number one pick at, at that point. I mean, we could have gotten the thir- third or fourth or fifth pick, but I mean, we, we, we know how it turned out, out to be, but, um, yeah, it, it, it's one of those things where, People are already looking at prospects like Banchero and Jabari Smith, and eh, I'm not I'm not high on Chet Holmgren. I think he's too skinny. Uh, I don't really like his game too much. I don't think it's going to translate to the NBA. But yeah, people are already scouting out uh, those the, the, those prospects in hopes that we get them. Um, I just I don't know. It it's hard to kind of have that that long ball look whenever you see a team that I mean I wouldn't say they're on the cusp, but they're in these games. 
And it's just these mental lapses and errors, and especially whenever it comes to players that I think really had high promise and high hope for, like Lonnie Walker, like Derek White, uh, like, um, I mean, DeJounte, I think, has exceeded a lot of expectations this year, but those two players specifically, Walker and White, they've really underwhelmed. They've really underwhelmed and not performed and not competed and not really played the game the way that a lot of us thought they would, and I think that's disheartening and that's frustrating. He is Danny Sanders right here on this fan episode of Locked on Spurs. Follow him on Twitter at Danny Sanders 80. Danny, I'm glad to see that you're still keeping your chin up. You know, you're not pro tank, you know, but uh, as for yours truly, I'm a little bit on the tank side, especially as the season continues. If it continues to be like this, then F it. You know, bring in Wieskamp, bring in, bring in Primo, uh, you know, Forbes, you remember what you all, we did with you in the bubble where we sat you down a lot? Yeah, that's going to happen again. Uh, Trey Jones, get his minutes. You know, I think that's where I would like to see this team uh, go in the direction. You mentioned the Warriors. They just, what, had like one bad season, and then they drafted well, uh, Wiseman and then Kaminga, and now look at them. I mean, and their turnaround from their dynasty days to now was quick, fast. And uh, hopefully the well, Spurs had, can yeah. fold that page, yeah. Yeah, they they had those two bad seasons, right? Last year they almost made the playoffs. They 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 lost in that play-in tournament. They lost that one game to Memphis, and then they were out. Uh, or actually, I'm sorry, they they lost to Memphis and then lost to the Lakers, and then they were out. But um, they did it right. I think that first year they already knew Clay Thompson was going to be out because he had that really bad injury in the finals. Uh, they knew he'd be out the whole year. I think by the what the third or fourth or fifth game of the next season. Steph did something with his finger, and they basically said, "You know what? Let's 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 let, let's get these guys some rest." At that point, they were on like the fourth or fifth year of their run, to where they were playing a whole lot of games, and they just sat there, guys. They said, "You know what? We're going to go ahead and we're going to do that." And you know what? Good on them for doing that because I think I want to say that was the first year in the the, the their, their new arena, the, the the Chaser Arena or whatever. Mm-hmm. So where to where I mean, they were really counting. I'm sure on having sold out these, these, these tickets and these, these, these games. And I'm sure they probably didn't uh, that first year with, uh, with, with, with them being injured as much as they were. So, uh, but they did it right. They did it right because they understood right away and they made the decision pretty quickly, we're not going to win. We're not going to win this year. Our guys need to rest. Let them rest and let's get a high draft pick. And they did it with Wiseman. And then they came back the next year didn't quite make the playoffs, but then they ended up, I think, with two lottery picks, and that turned into Moses Moody and Kuminga. And I think Kuminga looks like the more promising uh, prospect at this time because he's uh, he's playing lights out. And I think Curry even compared his progress to Kawhi, not necessarily saying he's going to be like Kawhi, but the way he kind of developed early on with the uh, big three and a lot of vets around him. Um, I think he has that potential of being um, a pretty good prospect, so good for them. But... Yeah, I mean it it's it's frustrating to kind of see how other teams can do that, but because of our situation in our market and the way that our finances kind of work out, um and maybe even I don't know. I don't know if it's a pop decision or if it even goes higher than pop. But um they just refuse to bottom out that way. I don't know if it's because there's that fear that if they lose a certain segment of the fan base to where uh, they won't come to the games that they're just going to not make a profit and go in the red uh, or eventually have to move. I don't know. But um, for whatever reason, we've kind of just not done it. 
Yeah. And speaking of uh, cheering on the Spurs, it's going to transition to our final topic of the day. I figured, you know, why, why not? You know, this is something different I've never done on a fan episode is preview a game, you know, with, with the fan base. So here we go. Spurs and Wolves are going to tangle tonight out in Minnesota. Spurs are on a three-game losing streak, Danny, uh, on the road. Uh, at least of this recording, make that very clear, uh, Perto is not expected to come back. So there's this guy named Cat, or Anthony Towns, that might be some trouble for Spurs. All in all, Danny, how do you see tonight's game going? Who do you want to see step up uh, for the Spurs to snap this losing streak? Well, I mean, it's on the road first off, right? So that's always hard to win on the road in the NBA. Um Timberwolves aren't really, I mean, doing great. They're at, uh, I think, 4-9 and nine or 6-9, and nine, right? 4-9, and nine, I think. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, they're not too much better than we are, um, which is weird because they're actually, I mean, pound for pound, they're probably more talented than we are. Not probably, they are. They have Cat. They have um, their, their, their rookie from last year. Uh, they have um, Anthony Edwards. Guys, yeah, Anthony, there we go. Anthony Edwards. They have D'Lo. They have um, several other, I mean, solid guys. I think, I mean, if they were playing for us, they'd probably be one of the top players on the, on the team. But they just they, they, they could never get it together. They could never get their stuff together to where they, they, they uh, complement those talented players with a system or other players to do well. So they're kind of just in, in, in the doldrums. So, I mean, I guess we can kind of be thankful that we're not like a Minnesota Timberwolves franchise that – I don't think they've made the playoffs in, what, like three or four years, if I'm not mistaken. I think the last time they made the playoffs, mm-hmm. they played the Rockets in the first round and got ousted. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be hard on the road, especially at this point, three-game three game road trip with that last one uh, there in Minnesota. Um, I don't foresee us winning, for un- unfortunately. Uh, I think it's going to be one of those where it kind of plays out the way it has been uh, the last couple of games where – uh, that first quarter, we come out, we might play well and even take the lead at the end of the first quarter. But there, there's those rotations where Pop kind of just sticks in, uh, Bryn and Trey and a couple of other guys, where we, 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 we lose the lead or we, we end up getting further further down. And uh, that's the frustrating part. That That's the part where it's like, you know what, we could have plugged in Primo at this point or we, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe Devin could have four minutes. And it's always that situation where – um, we can kind of sit back and look and wonder why. But whenever it comes to players on the lookout to see if we can maybe snap back from this uh, from this losing streak, we're going to definitely need DeJounte to continue his excellent play. I don't think it's going to yep. drop off at all, but he needs help. Uh, I, Derek actually took a, a significant and positive step the other night whenever they played the Clippers. He had 19 points, I think, and um, uh, – Aside from that, that I think a, a fairly rough first first quarter and a half or so, uh, he played pretty well, and he actually hit some of his shots. He showed some aggression he hadn't really shown uh, in, mm-hmm. in a few games. So that that that's always good to see because that that's what was kind of expected to to, to, to get from him from the beginning. And not having that, I think, has really affected the team. So uh, he'll definitely need to step up. It would really really help if we could get Yaka back because, like I think Pop and several other players have mentioned. I mean, he, he, he anchors our defense, and mm-hmm. being the, those first four or five games he played, uh, I'll tell you, I mean, he, he he really impressed me. I hadn't been a Jakob, a, a total Jakob fan before then, but he really has stepped up his game, and defensively he's been a monster, 
and watching them uh, play these last couple of games where they've been pulverized down low, pulverizing the boards, yep. pulverizing the defense, and to where, I mean, they, they can't contain anyone above 6'9", six, 6'10". Six, uh, Thad hasn't been able to really do that too well for them. So if he could play tonight, that would be great. But, if, I mean, as of right now, uh, he's not projected to. So I definitely see Cat going off. I can see um, – a couple of other of their perimeter players going off, and I mean, I uh, we really need to see Lonnie step up. Also, mm-hmm. I mean, he's been one of those. I've been one of those big big advocates for him over the last couple of years. Really believing that if he put it together on the mental end of things, he could really be a very special player, and he still can. I mean, he's only 22, 23 years old, so I mean, he can still do it. But he's just been very underwhelming this year, and I think that 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 that's kind of frustrating also because. He's one of those guys over the summer, he'll post his workout videos, he'll post those cryptic messages of, hey, I mean, we saw the disrespect and that we're going to act accordingly kind of thing. Well, you know what? You haven't really done that. I mean, you, you, you've kind of wilted under the pressure. And, I mean, he had this one, I mean, just awe-inspiring, breathtaking play of the night that reminded me of Manu circa 2005 against the Suns where he kind of goes behind his back uh, full court for a layup. And it's plays like that that's maddening because, like, you know what? I mean, he can pull something off like that and then disappear for the next 15 or 20 minutes and not make a shot, not, not, not do anything that's impactful in the game. And that's the frustrating part with him. So uh, it's definitely going to be a team effort. Uh, I definitely want to see more of Devin. He needs to also be aggressive and maintain his aggression because um, he, he just needs to understand that whenever he has the ball, more than likely he's going to be our best option at scoring. So he needs to just take it. You know, I look at tonight's game and I'm looking at that third quarter. This season, the Spurs are winless whenever they're trailing after three. So keeping on that, that just tells me this team just simply doesn't know how to, you know, gut it out in that fourth, you know, come back from a deficit. And, uh, you know, if you want some kind of bright news heading into tonight's contest, well, uh, first of all, the Wolves are on a two-game uh, losing streak, but they're on a six-game home losing streak. So hopefully the Spurs can continue that. So you talk about the Spurs in a funk. You know, Minnesota is just in a funk as well. We'll, we'll see how the, the two down-and-out teams, who's going to win? Maybe they could be uh, trying to uh, the race for the loss to get the more ping-pong balls for these two teams tonight. Maybe that, that could be it. It could be, uh, yeah. It could be yeah. a war of attrition tonight. Exactly. Hey, we're done talking. We want to hear from you. Uh, do you agree with Danny? What do you have to say uh, about the Spurs fan base struggling to cheer on the Silver and Black just after 14 games? And what are your thoughts on Danny's thoughts on tanking and tonight's game? Danny, tell everybody they can talk, talk with you. At Danny Sanders, 80. You know what? It, it's always nice to be affirmed whenever you don't agree with me, but it's even sometimes nicer whenever you whenever you don't agree with me. So definitely yeah. hit me up if you don't agree. That way we can chat it up a little bit and debate. Um, I'm never mean or nasty. I won't call you names unless you call me names first. So let's go for it. There you go. Make sure to give Danny a follow right now. Subscribe to Lockdown Spurs where we get your favorite podcast. Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes. Pick a platform. We're there. You can even tell your smart speaker to play Lockdown Spurs. So for Danny Sanders or the welcoming Danny Sanders. See that? He's very he's very welcoming. Give him a follow, everybody. I am Jeff Garcia. We're putting a so lot welcome. on this. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, he's very welcoming. <laughs> he will not bash you. Uh, and yeah, so give him a follow. So for Danny Sanders, I am Jeff Garcia. We're putting a lock on this episode of Lockdown Spurs. Thank you.